Yeah, definitely. New Year, Max. <laughs> My sister was telling me this story. This is like, so you'll, you'll get this because every guy will get this, right? So she told me a story. She saw this guy uh, trying to go through some doors and he had like bags on each shoulder mm -hmm. and he got stuck in the doorway. So now you know what I'm going to say, right? Because any normal person or any girl would very quickly work out that you put one bag down, you walk through with one bag and pull one bag behind you. But as men, we don't do that. No. This then becomes we need the thrill of efficiency. <laughs> no, that's right. This is a challenge. This door has insulted us. And mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're not going to lose to this door. So she saw him literally just get more and just like push and push and push with these two bags until he eventually like managed to somehow squeeze through with the bags. Well, at least the bags didn't explode. Loading on the way, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just to add to the humiliation. Yeah. At <sighs> which point you just go and say, I meant that. I meant to do that. Well, you know, at which point you don't care because as a guy, you just, you just, you won. You got through yeah. that door and you didn't give up. You didn't put one bag down like the doors wanted you to. <laughs> That's True. how smart we are. Hey, Max, you know what I missed doing these podcasts? You're away for two weeks. I hated you for all of those two weeks that you were away. Why? Well, because we went doing our podcasts and I, and I, and I missed you. I'm never going to say that live. I'm going to cut that bit out. But you, you recorded it. So it exists <laughs> on, re on record. I miss doing this podcast. I think we're going to do these podcasts forever, ever and ever and ever. I can see, I was just imagining us like we're in our, we'll be no. non-Jarians in our 90s. <laughs> and what would, what would we be talking about? We'd be talking about things like, you know, what, what are the best dentures to wear when you it. drink coffee? Oh my God, I broke everything here. Ah, Are you still breaking stuff? Yes. Okay. Oh, am I, am I actually recording on the right? You know, I've done this before and I think I'm doing really well. And then I realize I am recording on the right. God, I can't believe I've actually done everything right. So wait, it's like I know what I'm right? doing almost. You're doing it right. That's what Are the computer okay? says. Computer says Nick is right. Happy 2021. Yay. Happy new year. Yeah. What an explosive start to the new year. It's like we've had a year's yeah. worth of news in the first two weeks. Well, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. I like that. No, let's not talk about that. Everyone else is Why? talking about that. Let's it's talk about fun. Coffee. It's a lot of fun. No, we can, uh, no, someone's going to know. I'll get death threats. I've had death threats before. You I've had lots have? of death threats. Yeah, I had death threats from Americans before as well. Oh, why? Many years ago. What did back you say? in 2003. I was running a company that, that, that did a lot of hacking, cybersecurity work. And we, did a, we wrote a white paper on how to hack the CIA. <laughs> how to hack the CIA without actually hacking them. And we had the chief of counterintelligence, the CIA, comment on our white paper saying it was very good research. Um, I won't get the details of it, but basically it was very, nowadays you look at this very simplistic stuff. Back in 2003, it was quite novel. And, uh, and we got various death threats saying we'd, we'd hurt Homeland Security, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Max. Yes. I'm drinking some amazing coffee. I'm actually drinking... Uh -huh. I was going to ask you whether you tried the new Carvetti uh, packet that you got. Then I realized I still haven't signed you up. 
<laughs> what do you think, Max? No, mm. it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it looks amazing. But I have to say, I actually have the uh, three Carvetti coffees. I decided to get the, the three espressos things, blend stuff. Thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're single origin or not, but they taste right. I got the Latitude again, uh-huh. blend, which is brilliant. Ah. But we knew that. Yeah. I got myself a uh, Fortitude. I think that they all end in uh, Etude. They're, they're all. Uh, it's a theme. Dude. dude. They all end in dude. Etude, yes. So there is the Fortitude and the Solitude. One is uh, more nutty and one is more um, is a little more sweet. Both ah. brilliant. Ah. Really, really nice coffees. I had a bit of a problem because I actually didn't didn't uh, manage my uh, selling of the of the Oscar, which has been sold. You sold it. Well, congratulations, I sold the Oscar. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I sold that, and uh, I, I I was I went to my shed and I picked up the Paros and said ah. Finally, I'm going to get my Paros back. It's much more convenient. And um, realized that actually I started servicing it and I never finished. <laughs> so all this time that you've had it. I had it in past. And, and now that you need it, it's not ready. Yeah. Such so a guy. I had to get, <laughs> I had to get um, uh, a boiler gasket and uh, there were nowhere to be found. Yeah, you know, like, oh, come on, maybe I can put it back in there and uh, just, you know, uh, put very gently. I, I didn't fit. No, it was no. Uh, leaking from everywhere. So, yeah, but now it's working. I finished it. Where did you get the gasket from? Oh, I got it from my from my buddy, from uh, Adrian, uh, from um, Give It The Beans. Oh, okay. Awesome. Give him a punt. Um, yeah. yeah. I tell you, what, I saw a picture on your on on you did on Facebook of uh, oh, yeah. some kind of wooden finish you did. That was great. You 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 never offered to do something like that for me. Right? Oh, I can I can um, actually. Uh-huh. If you want? I can. Uh-huh. Oh, you disabled my. Mm. I haven't disabled anything. You've disabled my screen sharing. I can't. Oh, sc- no, I can't. no, no, no. That's default. The computer doesn't like you. So, hold on a second. I'll. I'll do it, but then only on condition that for the listeners, because we have uh, we have more listeners than we do uh, people that subscribe on YouTube. But that's because um, they're so wrong. you've got you've got to describe it. Hold on, I, share, describe it, describe it. Uh, multiple participants. Hold on, I've got to go through a menu structure. Who can oh, wow. share? All participants. Who yeah, can start can the sharing when someone else is? Sh- I don't even know what that means. I just I share something. Oh, there you go. So. That oh. is what I've done. So what we're basically seeing is a is a wooden base for your mm-hmm. Paris. But what I, mean, what I don't understand is what was there before. There, so there I, was um, uh, there was a, a plastic thing with um, it's a plastic tray basically that holds the 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 drip tray, uh-huh. and it all, it doesn't come all the way through. So what I've done here, I've made the the, the machine much taller. So I can fit mm. all of the all of the cups underneath and a scale. So basically, there is about a mile between the, yeah. the coffee spout and the drip tray. So I can fit uh, yeah scale and tall cup. So I can make an americano and wait if you want if I want to mm-hmm. because I'm fancy. Mm. Um, 
and um yeah before there was um there was a tray that was going through the the legs if you see them um, yeah and uh it was it's it's a piece of plastic really so it doesn't age very well it's uh this this machine is from 1999 and you can imagine that uh, the plastic starts to starts to crack well 1999 was wasn't that the year uh or the time when when women wore um wore those shoulder those big shoulders was that was that the 80s or the 90s that's the that's the 80s ah, so it all becomes a that's that's the 80s the okay. 1999 is almost 2000 that is that is 21 years ago okay i hate all to right. break it to you but uh yes it's that uh, was a dot-com boom then so this came out in the dot-com boom well look exactly. so just to describe to everybody people don't know what a paris so, looks like yeah so um, a paris a, is a very unusual coffee machine it's yeah. the inside is literally a gaja uh, it's uh, a gaja classic and they stack next to it they stack a very capable um conical burr grinder the only problem of this grinder that i can i can think of is uh, i mean there are a few, a few really there are a few design flows the first one is that there is a lot of wastage because it's got a lot of retention it's not really thought for um, uh, for single dosing even though you, you're actually doing single dosing because uh, you have a, a timer right and you grind based on time so you can do a single dose or a double dose um but there's a lot of stuff a lot of coffee that gets retained in the in the shaft which I, I don't particularly like they should have done something different so that's gonna be my next go-to thing to do there but mm -hmm. I, I, i'm not too sure about it um and you have a gaja classic right next to it basically so it's a gaja classic with a grinder in, with an integrated grinder mm -hmm. uh, it looks really nice because it doesn't have anything underneath well, it's, uh, it's, to me, it's unique looking because it looks like a, uh, I've forgotten the word, it's, it's the begins of the sea, but like with those Greek architecture with the columns. Yes, yes. What's the name? What's the name? The Greek architecture with the columns? C c c not Colomy. Uh, Col uh, anyway, like Corinthian. A, like a, it's Corinthian looking. Uh, Corinthian is a, is a kind, a kind of, of a column. Column, I so know. You have Corinthian. Well, I know, but it sounded clever. Please don't, please don't undermine my cleverness when I'm sounding okay, good. Okay, but you have three kind of. Uh, actually, it's the top of the of the column. There is the Corinthian, <laughs> the Doric, and the Ionic. You know, I actually knew that. Yeah. Yeah, it well, I couldn't back remember it obviously, it, but like, I knew oh, it. Yeah, I knew that. I just <laughs> so <laughs> do. I anyway, get points for knowing but not remembering. I do. Get points. Absolutely, it's my absolutely game. Do. I get points. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but anyway, so, it looks it's, it's very color. It's, it's got these columns, and there's yeah. like this top part which looks like a kitchen work surface. It's got mm -hmm. Paris on it. Then there are these uh, silver chrome columns that go down, and then there's this middle bit that's empty except for the uh, the brew head coming down. But yeah. on the bottom, you've replaced something that's a horrible plastic 1990s yeah. gazier, you know, you can imagine, mm -hmm. with actually, I must say, really, really nicely done wood base. It looks beautiful. Yeah. The, the wood base is actually, is a chopping board. Oh, is it? Oh, well, it's that a makes chopping sense. board. <laughs> it's a chopping sense. board. It's a, a butcher block, actually, that, that I got from, um, um, from Tesco for, I think, 25 pounds. So, Quite expensive one to be honest, mm. and uh, I carved it with a CNC. So I designed the tray to be to be exactly the replica of the of the tray that uh, you have on the Paros. Mm -hmm. 
And then I've engraved on the left-hand side, I've engraved the Gaja uh, symbol and also the little um, coffee machine pot thing that is also in the Gaja. I, I think it's in, it's in uh, some classics. Have you we got have, um, have you got like some kind of laser engraver thing that does wood? Um, no, I, I have a carver. I have a CNC router to engrave. Oh, okay. And underneath, I've actually also engraved uh, Paros, but written in Greek, in Greek characters, because Paros is a place in Greece. Right. And, yeah, uh, of course, this is inspired yeah. by a Greek, a, a Greek place, a Greek It's um, a unique island. machine. It's a really unique machine. I tell you, you've got really a lot really of love nice. on Facebook. And uh, I know you're never going to sell it, but if you did, I'm sure never. people would pick it up. <laughs> never, never, never going to sell it. Ah, and yeah. uh, I've also done another little upgrade on the left, on the right hand side. You didn't notice it, but uh, I've put the Rancilio Silvia steam wand which i absolutely recommend I, I i didn't know what kind of steam wand it had before so it's got the it's got an old style um, um automatic frother which is not not very good but you can take it off and it is not the panarello one so you can actually take it off and you have a, a straight pipe but this is much better and you can actually dismantle it to clean it properly so it's right yeah no How many bars of pressure do you get out of that uh, out of that thing? It's not a lot, right? But no, 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 no. Very good, actually. I think it's a smaller pipe. It's a smaller orifice, so it uh -huh. actually it keeps the pressure for a little longer. I can uh -huh. froth for um, for a significant amount of time. I can actually make a cappuccino, but wow. of course, going okay. from the going from the uh, what do you call it, uh, Oscar, from the Oscar to these. <laughs> I went in there. I was like, "Yeah, that, that's almost frothed. That should be." That, I'm I'm worried of overstretching it. It was lukewarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know when I moved. Yeah. So, but that's another conversation. You know, we're going to talk about today, Max. Is we're going to have this massively yeah. super interesting conversation about PIDs. Yes. Because I've learned a lot about PIDs over the last. Um, ooh, where did you go? I stopped sharing. I stopped sharing. Yeah, I learned a massive amount uh, about PIDs um, in the last two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, but no, no. In the last, I don't know, couple of months even, because mm. I was, um, I, I've been looking at buying a new, a new machine, as we talked about, and right. and uh, I said, well, I must have a PID, of course. Uh, but then I realized as I'm looking into different machines and mm -hmm. and how PIDs worked on different kinds of machines or didn't work as well. I uh, realized that a PID doesn't make sense or didn't make sense on certain types of machines as much as they do on others. Mm -hmm. And it got to be like kind of a bit, almost a bit confusing to me um, why uh, PIDs on single boiler machines were fantastic, um, but why they weren't so great on heat exchange machines. And of course it all makes perfect sense when you understand the, the, the physics behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so actually what it comes down to is what a PID is, well, the different actually what the different kind of thermostats are uh, mm -hmm. that, that can be used. That's quite an interesting thing to know to begin with. So you know the what kind of thermostat um, you're getting on your machine, mm -hmm. uh, what you want to do with your machine. So whether you're going to be like me, whether you're really interested in getting the maximum amount of an espresso that you can, the maximum latitude, the maximum dynamic range, whatever you want to call it, um, to bring out all the different flavors of of perhaps high altitude, single origin, or or fancy larded coffees, mm -hmm. um, and 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 whether you're going to whether you, whether milk is important to you, whether you're going to be doing a lot of milk drinks, in fact, whether you're going to be making a lot of drinks back to back, 
so all of these different things will help help you. Um, all of these things will be a factor in determining yeah. what kind of machine is right for you. But um, but uh, the PID is of critical importance if temperature control is 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 of of high importance. And temperature control is of high importance if you're really drinking espresso type coffees and trying to get the most out of them. Mm -hmm. So let's sort of unwrap it a little bit. Yeah, and... but I would actually, before before we do that, I want to ask you a question. So yeah. why do you think that, uh, I mean, why do you say that it's it's vitally, vitally important, but then most of the espresso machines actually are heat exchanger where the temperature control is much harder? Yeah, exactly. Because if people who are going for heat exchanger machines or who should be going for heat exchanger machines are people who want to make uh, milky drinks. If you're not going to make any milky drinks, then there's kind of almost no no point. So the heat exchanger machine, um, it, I mean, it works because you've got one boiler and that boiler is, is heating up the water in uh, for, for the brew head. So you're heating up the steam um the 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 water for the steam mm -hmm. and then there's a pipe that comes out from that i can explain this really badly then you can it's, you it's can like cover up my iPhone. mistakes and still make me look smart but the pipe it's, that comes out mm -hmm. sorry uh, you go ahead uh, the pipe that comes out from that basically that's where the heat exchange comes in so the cold yeah. water runs around um mm -hmm. uh that boiler and there's an exchange of the heat from the boiler into the pipes that then goes into the brew head now the problem why, why, uh, and if you talk about a PID, the, the PIDs are connected into the boiler. In fact, you're always heating, you're always measuring the, the temperature at the boiler, which is where one of the interesting complexities comes in, because of course, um, depending upon what's between the boiler and your coffee, the temperature can change quite, quite significantly. Mm -hmm. And in this case, what's between the boiler and the coffee are a lot of pipes. And so what you get in a heat exchanger machine, so what mm -hmm. you get is uh, you get a temperature that's measured at the boiler, and then you get, um, and then the, the heat's transferred into the pipes wrapping around it that then go into the brew head and working out that if I've got this temperature in the boiler, I will get that temperature at the brew head uh, requires some math. And they've been doing that and they've been doing algorithms, but um, traditionally, there were there was quite a range, a range of several degrees in temperature, usually on heat exchanger machines, mm -hmm. um, of variance. Uh, um, and that would also then change depending on how you used and how many coffees you made one after the other. Mm -hmm. So basically, on a heat exchanger machine, traditionally, <clears throat> and I say traditionally because I'm going to come into some interesting things I read, I did read actually quite recently, um, that traditionally the on the heat exchanger machines you wouldn't really be able to guarantee a very accurate uh temperature at the brew head have i got that right uh yeah i think so the, so th the way it works to put it simply is like a radiator yeah so your your brew head is is your radiator and your boiler is your boiler so you have a pipe that moves uh, hot water from the from the boiler to the brew head, the group head gets hot and it equilibrates at a certain point, which is several degrees under the, the temperature in the boiler. And that is because there are heat losses in the time. And also you have uh, flow restrictors sometimes, for example, in the, in the Oscar, you don't have flow restrictors and that's why it gets very, very hot if it stays idle for a long time. 
And so one one modification you can do if you don't if you don't make one, uh, many coffees one after the other is actually put a flow restrictor in the uh, pipes that go to the brew head so that you lower you increase the difference between the, the difference in temperature between the brew head and the and the boiler. Uh, but yeah, it, you're bang on on that. Most of the modern machines, actually, you can get, uh, you will get, um, a, if, if they have a PID, you will get the temperature of the mm, boiler, what is equivalent to the temperature at the brew head. So they will tell you, if you put the temperature, the boiler at, I don't know, 135, you're going to get 96 degrees at the brew head. And the water that comes out is at 96 degrees. Well, the first one, and and this is the and this is the point. So what they've done is they this is what I've been reading up on recently mm -hmm. that they've done a lot of work on the algorithm. So there's a mathematical algorithm that says if the temperature at my boiler is this, then by the time it reaches the brew head, it's that. The trouble comes <clears throat> with if you're making two or three espressos in a row, and especially if you and then also what kind of group head you've got because most yeah. of the group heads in these machines are E61 group heads, yeah. which means they've got some you know, water circling it, circulating around them. And depending on then, not just how many coffees you're making in a row, but how much time between those mm -hmm. coffees and whether you do a cooling flush. And if you do a yeah. cooling flush, how long you run the cooling flush for. Um, there's lots of uh, there's lots of subreddit chats talking yeah. about, well, I ran a cooling flush for seven seconds and I got this response. Oh, no, you shouldn't run a cooling flush. You should run a cooling flush every X amount of shots and it should be for no more than three seconds. Well, this sounds like an awful lot of an awful lot of thinking yeah. to do before you had a cup of coffee. Yeah, because one actually would think that, uh, you know, with such a big uh, a big machine, you have a much higher, much bigger thermal mass. Yeah. So you should be able to to have a, to have a few coffees before you start actually uh, changing the range. But um, yeah, seeing it also with the Oscar, you would see that if you do three coffees, one after the other, the boiler will kick in because the right. pressure in that case is actually generated by the pressure. So it's not even as sensitive as the, um, as a PID. You're talking about a pressure stat. Yes. So, so let's go back a second, actually. Let's yes. go back to the basics and say, why is temperature stability important and let's cover the basics so yeah. um you, you're talking in centigrade because i can't do this whole fahrenheit nonsense oh yeah no absolutely uh, <laughs> absolutely. i mean uh, typically coffee is is extracted at 200 fahrenheit which is convenient yeah, yeah. but then it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> so yeah i have 200 fahrenheit i don't know that's some kind of other 96. language um so but no in in centigrade so oh, i think yeah, 94 is that 94? Okay. I think. So if you got, I don't think it is. I think it's low. I don't know. I didn't Hold check. Hold on. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Alexa, what's 200 degrees Fahrenheit in centigrade? 200 degrees Fahrenheit is about 93 degrees Celsius. It's 93 degrees, Max. 93. Yeah. So, I said 94. That's close enough. Yeah. Uh, it's close not a enough. PID. <laughs> Well, you're not a you're a heat exchanger, so uh, so I've yeah. So if you mass. if you get a lot of thermal mass, so you should make up for it. Uh, yeah. So so um, so so the importance is that depending on the depending on the the type of beans that you've got and the roast level, mm -hmm. um, you know, hotter water extracts faster than uh, low temperature water. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, on a darker roast, you will get a very different flavor. Uh, you'll get a much smoother flavor from a darker roast at a lower temperature. So I've actually been dropping my my coffee down to about 92, mm, I have wow. to say. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I um, The key thing, some people will complain, say, but I like my espresso hot. Well, I like my espresso hot too, but I just make sure my cups are hot first. Yeah. So I make sure my cups are really warmed up. And I'm also, can I can I interrupt you one second? Only if you're quick. I'm going to speak very slowly then. <laughs> People are like, oh, I like my espresso hot. Really? Can you actually drink water at 92 degrees? I'll try if there's espresso in it, mate. Yes. But then you're not going to be able to taste anything for the next day. So... Well- <laughs> No, oh, I don't know. I mean, 92 it. degrees. I don't know what temperature it is by the time it hits the cup, but I, I knock it back. No problems at all. When you go to a cafe and they have the, the cups sitting on the coffee machine and they, they serve you the coffee within 10 seconds of it coming out of the coffee and you, 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 you stir it and you drink it, it burns. You can't drink it straight away. So that means that even if it's a hundred degrees or whatever it is, when it comes out, it's undrinkable until it reaches about 70, 70 nah. or less. I, I can't believe that. I drink my espresso straight away, pretty much. Because your uh, cups are not as hot because uh, you're maybe. heating them up in uh, where? Well, my cups. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I actually waste a lot of energy here, and I and I either heat up the kettle and warm them that way, or nowadays I just run the tap and I got very hot water at the tap and I put not hot, hot enough. Water. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you if you do the kettle, for example, yeah, pour the kettle in, and make sure that the you can't hold the cup anymore in your hand. That's when it's hot enough to pour the coffee in, and then you wouldn't lose any, any heat when you, when you drink it. And then oh, can, okay. when is the next day you can actually taste anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my mother always had this ability to, she used to, she used to pass us the vegetables across the kitchen table on the farm and, uh, and you'd grab them off of her and scald your hands. I mean, literally like you were holding a hot coal. I don't know how she could do it. She had like asbestos for hands. Yeah. That's but, uh, my wife as well manages to, 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 to hold, to handle yeah, things, and you think that's normal. Bedroom. She hands it to you, so you take yeah. it because that's what you. And then you, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. So well, anyway, so that, so where we were at. So the so the so temperature. The, the temperature on the coffee is important mm-hmm. because um, uh, the the different types of beans and different roast levels you'll be extracting. You will want to extract uh, at a different temperature to get the right to to pull the flavors out. Yeah. And so, so that's number one, but number two, which is, I don't know, as maybe even more important is the stability of that temperature. And what we mean by that is that, um, it runs at that temperature through the, through the shot. So that as much as possible through the entire shot, but then from one shot to the next. So if you're making two shots in a row, even if by the way, those people that are out there saying, well, I only make espresso for myself. Sure. But how many of us are actually making an espresso tasting and saying, I can do better throwing it away and putting another one in. And so um, I noticed on the PID that I put into my, into my uh, Gagia Classic Pro that the temperature drops quite significantly as I'm pulling the shot, mm-hmm. temperature in the boiler drops yeah. quite significantly. So I actually have no idea what temperature is hitting the brew head. And I've actually no idea um, uh, uh, 
how the, how the dynamics of that heat um, of how that heat works and whether it's retained in the head uh, whether when it goes back to the boiler to, to, to 92 or 93 or 94 whatever I'm brewing it at um, what temperature it actually is when it hits the brew head so I imagine that there's all sorts of things that are not ideal in that setup but then what do you expect for a machine at that price range and so that brings us back to if you really want a good quality machine or you really want great espresso and you can you're gonna get into um the finesse of tasting you know wonderful high altitude beans mm -hmm. and being able to tune your machine so that you get the best out of those beans that you possibly can really experience the amazing flavors that you that you can get from them then you're going to need a machine that is uh, you where you can control the temperature and where that temperature is going to be stable uh, through the shot and at least for a few shots in a row and that comes down to more than a PID it comes down to a PID and the type of um, the type of machine that you've got the the type of uh, of mechanics that's, that are inside the components that you've got inside the machine yeah. is that right Max? Uh, yes, and uh, I think also it's uh, it's about the thermal mass of the machine. So the, the reason why the, 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 you see that the temperature is dropping while you're pulling a shot is because a Gadget Classic has a small boiler, small amount of water, and uh, it's made of aluminium, which conducts heat very quickly, which is a good thing. Uh, that the, the reason is because the way that water will heat up it's the same. So the, the, the temperature transfer from, um, from your boiler to the water is the, happens at the same speed. Whether your boiler is made of steel, for example, or uh, copper or uh, aluminum, it, that makes a difference. Because if it's, if it's uh, for example, in steel, still have has a very slow uh, temperature transfer so it will stay hot for a long time which means that it will respond slower to changes inside the boiler right fine it's a, it's a little no, it makes it makes perfect sense which is why it's even more important to have a pid because the way that those work exactly. is they have an algorithm on them that mm -hmm. is sensing because you, you can imagine that heating and there's no cooling this is actually the really important point on the whole way these espresso machines work is you, they heat up, they can control the heating up of the machine, but they don't have any mechanism to cool it back down again. Exactly. So that means that but they've got wait, to predict. I will stop you there. Some machines actually they do have, uh, they actually self uh, out of a flush. Oh, they, they auto flushing things. Yeah. And that's, I yeah. think it's in Sage uh, that they do that. It's a bit okay. wasteful, but it does work so yeah abs abs you're absolutely right um and in fact that we do that manually when you've when you've when you steam some milk on the gangia pro and then you want to a classic pro and then you want to make an espresso again you you go back to 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 letting out some water uh, yeah. and some steam out to it in order to try to flush the boiler and, and and cool it down yeah but um but imagine generally for just to keep this kind of maybe simple is that the pid the PID is an electronic device. It's like a... Yeah, we, like a we haven't explained it. <laughs> we haven't explained what this damn thing is. <laughs> exactly. And we should go back to... Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> let's, let's, start, let's start from the beginning. Let's, uh, let's explain what, uh, what, what the current setup in the normal Gadget Classics or pretty much all of these kind of machines. You have 
two um two two different resistors two different um temperature sensitive relays mm -hmm. and um you have these two are put uh, either on the side of the boiler or on the top of the boiler one is uh, for 95 degrees i think or 96 i don't remember on top of my head to be honest and one is for 130 i think and those are fixed so that means that uh, once the, the the boiler reaches that temperature that relay is going to cut off and the um, the heating element is going to stop to stop heating uh, if the temperature is up, is under the threshold you're going to have um, uh, you, the the um, sorry the ah the heating element is going to um, to heat up the speed at which these relays respond to changes is actually quite slow and that is why a pid is uh, an improvement in this yeah. thing they also so, wear out because they're mechanical Yes, I don't know how they how they how they work to be honest because they are literally just. Um, a well, the, I've seen them. I, I was actually looking up pictures of them, and they yeah. are just as you described. They're like these two little metal type probes, and you can actually buy them. Uh, not that you'd want to do this, but they manufacture them to to switch at certain temperatures. Yes, you can actually so, get them for different temperatures as well. You can get them for different temperatures. So, but but Nobody the confused. temperature you've got that's that's the temperature there's no there's no dialing it in yeah. and when it hits that temperature it just it hits the relay switches off yeah yes but the the, the speed at which this happens is actually slow very slow. so you will have um, the the machine cycling so you will have heating it up overshooting a little bit and then cooling down again and then yeah. reheating and over and uh, cooling down instead if you have a pid a pid is uh, a computer um, yeah actually a computer uh, controlled probe uh, probe so you have a probe that measures the, the temperature and you can actually have a series of probes i've seen it uh, in a few in a few um, custom machines you can actually have even six probes in different parts of the boiler and uh, then you take the average of those and then you have a solid state relay which is a much faster um um, a much faster re uh, reaction it's got a much faster reaction and that is what cuts off the or triggers the heating element so you you can fine-tune the heating and the, the cutting off so your um, your fluctuations are much smaller so your right. overall temperature is much more stable and in fact as an algorithm when it's heating up there is an algorithm which predicts where it will get to and I think it's taking measurements every, I think it's like 100 measurements a minute or something like this. So it's constantly remeasuring, seeing the rate of heating. So how fast it's heating up mm -hmm. uh, and then changing <clears throat> um, the target temperature um, so that you it, it, it will stabilize at the right temperature. Because obviously, if it just cuts off when it's hit the right temperature, it'll continue heating for a while. So that would be wrong. So there's a bit of a, there's, there's a, you know, sort of math that goes in there and you can program uh, you can program these things. Now, it's also important to say that you get the PID not just for the brew, but also for the, for the milk, for the steaming. Mm -hmm. uh boiler as well the um so that's uh so that's typically this is what you'd see out of the box in a dual boiler machine typically what you see out the box at the lower end on the gaggias and and, and the ranchilios and at that sort of level mm -hmm. 
as Rancheli Silvia's, is you will see the uh, mechanical thermometers. So the ones that you, I'm, I'm, it's probably a different name for it, but the ones that we described first. Yeah, they're, um, they're um, thermal relays. Thermal relays, whatever they're called. So they're, they're pretty, there because they're cheap. Um, and then for the heat exchanges, interestingly, the tradition, you had a, a pressure stat, yeah. which measured the temperature in a different way. It measured it by the pressure of the steam because you just had the one, you mm -hmm. had the one boiler. Um, and uh, depending upon the pressure, you could interpret what the temperature was. Um, and, and that was probably a good solution for heat exchanging machines at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it still is. It's quite uh, because pressure is, is uh, proportional to, uh, to temperature. So if, right. you have, uh, if you have 1.4 bar, it's about 135 degrees in the boiler. I will take your word for that, but I will be looking it up later in Wikipedia. And if you're wrong, you're going to have to go back and edit it. So Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like um, a pressure cooker. <laughs> okay. So, so you've got these three systems. You've got the mechanical ones, which is the cheap end. You've got the pressure stats for the heat exchangers, and you've got the mm -hmm. PIDs, which are more expensive for the upper end machines, especially the dual boilers. You say, well, why don't you just put a PID on the single boiler machine? Actually, that's what I would love to have. I'd love a single boiler machine. I realize I don't need a dual boiler because I never make any milky drinks. So it's on a single boiler machine. But hmm? what? Oh, you have it. I have one I put in myself, but the problem, the problem is that the rest of the components don't really complement it. Mm. So, so uh, I, I would love to know if I bought some scientific equipment, I would know what, what temperature I'm actually getting out at the brew head. So mm. let's actually talk about brew heads for a second. We're not going to go into deep into it. So I think that's a topic for another conversation, oh, yeah. okay. but you know that there are at least, I don't know, three types of brew heads i'm, I'm gonna make a fool of myself I'm sure three, there's so yeah. many more right mm -hmm. there's many different designs and the old typical old ones the e61 from the 1960s or 70s or something mm -hmm. where it would take some water from the uh, from the boiler circle it around and basically warm up your warm up your brew head that way um yeah. but that's uh but but there's no there's no correlation there's generally a bit of distance between the the boiler and the group head and there is no correlation necessarily that you could easily make between the temperature in the boiler and the temperature in the group in the group head mm -hmm. so a lot of people generally nowadays consider the e61 uh to be if if your goal if again it goes back to what your goal is exactly. if your goal is to extract the most amazing coffee from your expensive beans then an e61 group head even if it's paired with the pid may not be the best choice Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're making loads of milky drinks and uh, you're going for a heat exchanger type machine, then maybe it's not going to make a massive amount of difference. I mean, are you going to be able to pick up all the nuances in that amazing, you know, uh, single origin coffee when you put a bunch of milk in it? So, so, um, so it's horses for courses, as we say in the old jolly United Kingdom. Ooh, um, I never uh, heard that. You never heard horses for courses? No. Oh, I might but be showing my age. Yeah. Well, or it might be showing that I'm not British. <laughs> or it could be that. Um, I thought that the accent was a big giveaway, but. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when are they exporting you, Max? I don't know. I don't know. Exporting you? I, we can't export you because we don't have the paperwork. No, but, you, can't, um, you can't export <laughs> you. We can't. That's all messed up now. <laughs> <laughs> nothing can be. Did you hear about those, uh, that, that British, the company, the British company makes famous, British company makes uh, bicycle saddles. Yeah. Ah, um, called Brooks. Yeah. And they sell all over the world, all mm -hmm. over the world. There's only one country they don't sell in. That's Britain. Because <laughs> they, they can't bring it in. They can't get the paperwork done. Um, 
So if you have a, a Brooks saddle, hold on to it. It might be valuable. Yeah, sell it. Sell it on eBay right now because someone will pay a lot of money for it because he can't get them from books themselves <laughs> uh, unless you live in another country, any other country around the world, anyone uh, except England <laughs> where they're made. Um, so uh, anyway, so um, so the, the, uh, the, so the, for me, I really want to have I really want to have amazing coffee and I don't mm-hmm. care about the milk. So I really want, and I, so therefore I don't really need a dual boiler. I want yeah, to have a PID sense. on a single boiler, but, but it gets more complicated because mm-hmm. I am such a uh, sophisticated gentleman. Very sophisticated. You, hadn't, you may not have realized, uh, but I'm a very sophisticated gentleman <laughs> that, that wants to have also flow control and mm-hmm. they don't put the bloody flow control on the low on the on the single boiler machines you have to go up to the fancy two and a half grand you know five grand machines to get one of those there is a modification you can do to a gadget uh-huh. i don't particularly like it uh-huh. but there is one uh, you have to change the pump so you can't use the the, gen, the normal urca pump but you have to use a a, a different one uh-huh. that has a resistor before the before the pump and then you can put in um um as dimmer switch yeah you've already lost me i just want to buy one um so so but this is the kind of problems that oh oh what happened well, i'm back gee that was like you know <laughs> what's going on <laughs> don't know i'm a camera um so so uh but anyway but also then on the group heads so on mm-hmm. the group heads uh i want to have a single boiler machine with the pid and i want a group head that is going to is going to help facilitate that thermal stability mm-hmm. and so this is gonna this is my journey that i've been on when I'm, I'm trying to pick i'm sure i can't be the only person who's going on this journey so hopefully this will be useful for people but but i would say there are machines out there for instance like the lama Zocos, mm-hmm. um which have a saturated group head and that's just a fancy way of saying that they put the boilers uh and the group heads very i think they put them close to each other but they found a way they circulate to, the water into the into the group head they um, circulate actively, it actively rather than passively like in the e61 and it keeps yeah. it at a certain temperature i know on the commercial machines there's like a little boiler right above the group heads it, it keeps it like you actually can change the temperature on each individual group head, which is very cool. And if I had yeah. multiple uh, multiple groups, then that's definitely what I would have. But if I had multiple thousand uh, pounds to, to 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 spend, I would also go for a, a Sanremo coffee racer. Yeah, yeah, a San Remo. I was wondering what you're saying. You mean a San Remo coffee racer? Then nice. A Sanremo. It's San Remo. San San Remo. Yeah. Okay. Trust me on that. <laughs> I'm not Cafe, sure. I, I, look, I don't trust anybody that says trust me. That's I know. very <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. Mm. What are you? Uh, so, yeah. so, okay. <laughs> so, so, so you've got the whole group head issue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the challenge that I'd love for people to write in and tell me which machine I should buy, because I really am in the market to, buy, to go and buy some. I'm going to drop some money. I'm actually kind of hoping that somebody's going to come along and say, Nick, just look, I've got a whole bunch of machines here. Why don't you just keep trying them until you find one you like? Um, I love that. Can I, can, I, can I be part of it? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send them over to you after I'm, after I'm done with them. We'll just, yes. uh, we'll just go through Some them. of them might get lost in the mail. It wouldn't be our fault. It'll be Brexit or yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Brexit, yeah. Brexit or COVID, it's not our fault. Uh, yeah. That's what we say. Well, because, you know, there's a number of companies. I got actually sent a, a coffee company out in the Netherlands, I'm going to say, sent me a whole bunch of stuff. 
Mm. Uh, Max, yeah, I didn't tell you this. They sent me a whole bunch of stuff right before Christmas. It still hasn't arrived. And apparently it's because they sent it DHL and DHL now says, no, we're not delivering to the UK because, you ah. know, paperwork. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if that'll ever arrive. But so anyway, so when we send all that equipment back, uh, it'll be the same issue. It'd be like, I'm sh we sent it. I don't know where it is. I COVID. 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 Yeah. And if that doesn't work, Brexit, you know? Yeah. It's like COVID, but COVID is like Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. Bre Brexit. It's like the perfect storm of excuses. So, yeah. uh, thermostat. So, so thermostats. So we got those, so we got the three thermostats. We've got the, the mechanical thermostat. We've got the pressure stat on the heat exchanger machines. Mm -hmm. And we've got the, um, the PID, which is the, uh, digital probe that goes directly into the boiler, which mm -hmm. is obviously like, you know, the way to go. I think PID prices are coming down and that's why we're seeing them in more and more systems. Yeah. Well, because you also, you can, you can actually, um, make them. I mean, it's not a complicated thing to do. And uh, nowadays, all of these uh, all of these things, can, they're becoming more and more available. I mean, anyone can get nowadays an Arduino board. And that's all you need, really. That's it. Yeah, you can make them with an Arduino board. Um, yeah. You've been promising to, to do a show on that for ages, Max, and you've let everybody down. Have I you, have you... the shield. I... <laughs> I am I am thinking on how to implement everything now. I've done the base for the coffee machine. Now I'm I'm tr I'm gonna try to make a scale, and then I'm going to try to 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 do some things with the with the timings and the flow. All I heard, Max, was a lot of "I'm gonna try." Oh um, yeah. yeah, well, I have to try to succeed. <laughs> I have to try. So if I don't try. I don't succeed. So, so well, on my little journey where I'm working out what I'm going to buy, uh, I've been looking at those different uh, different things, and then I realized that on so here's so here's some new information hmm. is that uh, so I was looking at you know I like ECM and also Profitech because they're yes. part of their like a sister company to ECM. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know that. I think they were yeah yeah they're spun off uh, by ECM. I think in 2012. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just found that I out. Thought, I thought it was uh, a rocket that was um, nope. part of something <laughs> it else. It was ECM. ECM spun off Profitech, I think, in 2012. They're both made in Germany. So I actually like German-made machines. I like Italian-made machines, too, and German. But there's something about the Germans. I just trust them. They're not going to screw <laughs> you. They have a brand. They sell a brand. Oh, sorry. I forgot I was talking to an Italian there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Italian machines are fantastic, just like their cars. But... Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they 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 are as good as uh, as good as cars can be briefly <laughs> no actually no the italians have got yeah. a great reputation for engineering and their and their espresso machines are are you know excellent really well built um i i but i do like german i like german engineering uh, i'm not going to be afraid to say that and uh, and so and so so Profitech have I've got this spun off, and anyway so they've got they've been making this line. So the idea of the Profitech was to maybe make uh, versions of machines that are a little bit more affordable, um, mm -hmm. and to to people than than some of the ECMs were. So for me, ideally, I guess I guess if I wanted all the features I wanted, I'd go for an ECM Synchronica, but that's a dual boiler machine that costs about two and a half thousand pounds or more. Ah. Yeah, but it is shiny. In defense, it is shiny. Um, and uh, uh, But then the Profitex were coming to come down. There. So for about £1,600, mm. there's a, a very nice Profitech. 
with the same kind of build quality. It's also shiny, um, but they have the PID and they have the flow control. Um, I was actually looking at the at the Pro, I think it's a Pro 600. Everyone's going to say 700, Nick, 700. No, actually, 600. Uh, but I don't think it had, I don't think you can plumb it in. And I want to plumb it in because I want that, um, I want that line pressure. Um, um, uh, I want to be able to plumb it in so that I can, I can get, uh, what do they call it? Line pressure, line pre-infusion, line pressure, free and pre-infusion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's whatever the problem in, in this case is it depends. It's strictly dependent on the, on the water pressure in the house. Uh, so if you have a pump, you're okay. If you don't have a pump, you might have uh, a very fluctuating pressure during during the, the day. Now they so use a rotary pump. They use a rotary pump, yes. But your back pressure—I mean, your normal pressure of the water before the rotary pump kicks in—you mm -hmm. would actually have a fluctuating one because if you don't have a pump in the house to pump the water in, you would have, uh, say, for example, in the morning when everyone is taking a shower. Sometimes you probably notice that if you don't have a pump in the house, you might get uh, uh, you might get a trickle out of the shower head, and that also translates to to a lower pressure in your infusion in the coffee. So it's, why why you're uh, blowing my mind now, Max? I, I I thought the whole point of this pump was that it pumped it and it therefore ergo regulated it. Are you saying that the pump is reliant on another pump? The pump is reliant on nothing when it kicks in, but your line pressure is uh, is the the pressure of the water in the house so in the morning if you if you have the the aqueduct the, the water from the aqueduct in the morning it will be lower than in the in the evenings for example normally it sits in at the about... aqueduct all i'm hearing here is an italian talking about the good old days in the roman emperor in the roman empire Precisely. where they if had aqueducts. everyone is taking water from the from the water mains uh-huh your pressure, your your water line pressure is going to be lower than yeah, but it's gonna then isn't gonna hit the pump, and the pump's just going to take uh -uh. that water the, and the pump doesn't work. I mean, if you if you do pre infusion with the with the with the line, that's all. The pump it's either on or off, and it goes to uh, to nine bar. That's it. Oh, I've got what you're saying. So that's that's what it means. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole ah, got you. Okay. So you have pre-infusions of normally it's about four bar, yeah. The how, the mains pressure, mm -hmm. uh, but in the morning sometimes it can be one or two because <laughs> um, if it's uh, if it's an area that is very busy and you don't have enough water for that area, it's uh, you might have problems in that case. No, I got you. I totally understand. Well, that's important for other people, not for me, because I get up at four o'clock in the morning and no one's up at that time. It's, it's beautiful. It's a lovely so you would time. Have a <laughs> Yeah. I just realized, am I looking very shifty? Because I, my camera's there, but you're there. So I keep looking like that. Oh, I and do I, the same because I, I have a large screen. So I'm actually looking at you, but then I realized that um, the camera's there. <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking just, at you, but I'm not talking I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably look very shifty, very shifty looking. That's a good so look. look so I'm going to, I'm going to grab that screen frame and make that, that that's going to be our uh, <laughs> a thumbnail for YouTube. Well, like um, <laughs> yeah so so <laughs> i don't know where we get to I've, I've completely lost the plot now basically basically so pids are good pids are good but temperature oh, no, control say, is oh, no, rubbish no, they're good because 
<laughs> apparently, apparently, here's the word, Max. Mm-hmm. The word on the street is that they are now is that they are now um, you can add the heat exchanger machines of today with PIDs are getting temperatures within one degree ranges. Yes. So they made, they're making them very accurate. So everything that we said before, you can ignore about these. T- <laughs> so up to now, you learned, you thought you learned. We something. only told you that so we so that you'd understand how important uh-huh. it is that that wasn't true anymore. Yeah. So whatever you learned up, up to now, now forget it because it's it's, it's actually not valid anymore. <laughs> no, but the important, the, the valid thing is to know that 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 could be a thing, mm-hmm. and that thing that it could be is something that you should know about, so that if you're buying something, you're like, ah, but I don't want the thing that's not right. I want the right thing. Don't fool me with the wrong thing. It's also important. Anybody buying a machine off of eBay. No, what ah, you're getting. I don't know. My, my head, my brain is hurting. What? I don't know. But what don't you know? A, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. But one, one thing actually that, uh, I would, I would also point out is, uh, as long as you have consistent extraction, Sometimes having too much data can actually hinder you. Are you there saying is, that, yeah, you, you've said we, we fall for the trap of getting so wound up in the mm-hmm. numbers that we forget to taste the coffee. Exactly. It, there is always the possibility of paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Which means that uh, if you get a PID, you're going to have temperature control and temperature measurement up to 0.1 degrees. But is it relevant? Or, I change the temperature on my coffee and that is actually once or twice a week. That's precisely on point. So if you do something like us, so changing coffee very often, PID, way to go. But is it worth uh, having the PID and then wor- worrying about, oh, my temperature is changing over the, over the shot uh, of oh, how, how much it fluctuates between, or would it be best to just heat up everything and then just brew because once you once you reach your plateau and you brew your coffee that's always the same yeah if you got the same beans and everything else you don't well, need to be changing it once you've uh, once you've dialed it in yeah styled in but no, you're right. If you're changing the beans a lot, if you're experimenting around yeah. uh, a lot, but then, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, chances are you're like us and you're, you know, you're playing around a lot. So it, it probably will be relevant, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I think for me, at least in my, in my perspective, I think PID is, is a brilliant thing to have, but not because it makes the machine more stable, but because it, it allows me to tune in the temperature. Yeah. I find a huge difference. Like I said before, when I drop the temperature on a darker roast, I drop the temperature or I, I raise it up a little bit uh, on, a, on a lighter roast bean. I definitely, definitely taste the difference. Yeah, yeah. smoother, you know, or less bitter or, I mean, it's not the first thing that you do. In fact, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I, what I tend to do is I look at the beans that I've got and I tend to change the temperature almost like on a gut feel like okay you know this kind of roast i'm going to set the temperature to 93.5 or 94 or 92 Mm -hmm. and then i'll tweak everything else and only if everything else isn't bringing me the results i like i might change the temperature again yeah well i mean it's uh it's another variable to to play with but it's a variable that can actually mess up everything because uh, 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 one degree 
changing one degree, it changes the the um, um, the different solubilities of the different of the different components of the coffee. So you you will actually have a significantly different taste, which yeah. is great. Yeah. But for yeah. example, personally, I would be already happy with um, um, something that works as the the thermal relays that I have now, but that I can change the temperature. So I, I'm not really concerned about uh, about uh, the PID and having the you know being able to stabilize the temperature. Everything is just um, I want to brew at 95. Good. Then if it's if it fluctuates around 95, I'm okay with that because yeah. I, I mean I don't really turn the coffee machine on and brew the coffee right away. I turn it on, then forget about it, and then half an hour later remember, oh, I wanted a coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I go do my yoga. I turn my coffee machine on. I go do my yoga, and by the time I'm I'm trying to to think of the word of the day, which she asks me to do, my good old yoga instructor on YouTube, she comes up and says, uh, "Think of uh, think of the word that's going to be your your word of the day. The dead, the word, the word that's going to mean something. What you want to be today? What word is it, Nick?" And you're like, I don't know. I I I can't. I can can anybody think of one word that describes how they want their day to be? Never know. Like people's lives are too simple. I'm like, well, I want my day to be productive and efficient, but not too anxious. I'm like, then I'm getting anxious. Like, what word is that? Yeah. Or, or, or the word of the day could be something like "nevertheless" or "furthermore." That's not a good word. It is a good word. It's, it's not a good, good word. word when you're doing your yoga. What it's kind of day do you want word. to have? I want to have the nevertheless kind of day. No, I, I, no, I want to have a furthermore kind of day that is when it's when you're writing a a scientific paper and you want to sound scientific you have to put furthermore and uh, that's what's called a filler word max that's what's called a filler word where you're you're just trying to make stuff up to pad out because you got a bit certain number of numbers in your words yep document (laughs) it's furthermore Furthermore, as i stated previously Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all know that trick max however very important however yeah yeah so no i turn my machine on i go do my yoga i do my breathing uh mm-hmm. although it's it my i'm i've got a dilemma i'm gonna wrap it up now because we're gonna just we're rambling now yes we're rambling as usual uh, but, <laughs> it's good but well, you're obviously rambling <laughs> I, think you, I think you started rambling I, I, know, I, I know i know i know i know wait um, <laughs> but uh i was gonna say uh but yeah so i started taking cold showers right oh my god so the problem is is that the espresso that I have in the morning tastes much better after the cold shower, but uh, the, the machine switched off because it's a Euro compliant machine. God damn it. Oh, there's the, you can buy the um, uh, a switch. I know. I like it's another thing I had to buy. I'm, I'm also trying to go more minimalist. So what I do is I do my yoga. And you spend five pounds? I do my breathing. Shut up. I do my breathing. <laughs> and, I then, <laughs> and then I, the, the, I've got to change my habit because... But then after my yoga and my breathing, I want to have my espresso. But but mm-hmm. I, then I did I have my espresso and then I take the cold shower. But actually, I should take the cold shower first because you come out yeah. and you're like, you're like that, literally, you're wired. I think it's like, uh, my God, I'm still alive kind of feeling. And then, yeah, and I, then I don't the do espresso that. hits you. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Um, I'm actually, one thing that uh, I moved onto this machine as well, is I'm actually using the, the smart plug, a smart plug that's connected to the Wi-Fi. 
so I can turn the, the machine on from anywhere, which is brilliant. And smart uh, plug into the Wi-Fi. So, so uh, I've got to get one of those. Yes, but you have to leave the machine switched on, which is impossible in your case, I think. So you would uh, have to bypass. There's the, a kit. There's yeah. a kit that lets you do that. So if you bypass that, mm. uh, I yeah, there's do a that. kit that lets you. So I think it. You you have to get the rocker switch kit. It won't work on the old on the new. There is switches. one that allows you to bypass it, but the rocker the the rocker switch is actually the the best choice. And uh, to be honest, having the machine hot when you come down is pretty good. So I leave it on mm. now. I, the the, the well, it's not a rocker switch, it's a press switch. But anyway, I leave it on. I just turn it on and off from the plug. How much uh, How much energy does that take? Have you seen electricity bills double in the last uh, it quarter? It did with the, with the Oscar, obviously. But uh, this is, um, it doesn't really make a difference because once it reaches the temperature, it stays there. So it goes, it cycles the, the, help, the element. You know what? I actually heard something last year that made a big difference to me in the way I, I heat my house in winter, which is that um, if you if you if you have the heating come on twice a day, it's more expensive than just having it heat the entire day. Because if you heat once or twice a day, the thing cools down, has to heat up again, cools down, has to heat up again. Whereas if you just have it ticking along, yeah. Well, but that is uh, yeah. I mean, you can, you can leave it. Uh, stable. I have a, a Nest system, so it actually learns that that's actually it's. I think we talked good... about this before. I have a Nest system; it doesn't work because I I can't plug it in. You told <laughs> me it was very easy, and you promised to come around and fix it for me. And this whole I, I COVID, <laughs> I have to self isolate. Actually, hey, do you remember on our last podcast we said that, and we joked about it going to from level four to level five? Mm -hmm. We said, ah, oh, you know, then they'll make up this new level. They'll come up with level five next. What yeah. do they do? They come up with level five. Yes. <laughs> Where are we going to end, Max? Is it going to be how, how many levels are we going to get to? I don't know. I think there is a cap somewhere, but I don't know. I haven't read the full the full rules uh, of of this manual. No, I haven't read the full manual of this game, so I don't know if there is a, an experience cap or something. Yeah. Like in Dungeons and Dragons, might be. Wow, my camera is really not in focus, is it? I thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get your glasses on, Max. I'm in perfect focus. I don't know what your uh, problem is. I don't uh, know. <laughs> you see what I'm doing? You see my picture behind me there? There? That picture on the yeah. on the floor? Yeah. See, I thought that was the problem because it's got, that painting's got a giant eye on it. Mm -hmm. And my it camera was always trying to focus on the eye. Uh-huh. It's my eyes. I yeah, I don't know what it is. I'll have to play around with it, get it working better because it's, it's annoying even me. God forbid anybody else has to watch us. Oh, well. Hey, Max, let's leave it there, buddy. It was great. Uh, you know, it's great to start the new year again. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it is. I'm Many actually going things. to, I promise, I promise, I will make this commitment right here and now. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. I will, let's hear it. I will sign you up to Carvetti this week. So the next week's podcast, you'll be, you'll be signed up and you get some of the, some of the um, beans and things. Okay. Yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you know how I'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah, you won't get it you because it's only I guess once a month that it comes That's through. Right. But but um but uh it's a like a cupping thing. It's a whole cupping thing that that mm. that they that we do and they just sent me through two different um it's quite interesting, two different uh beans that they've roasted. They mm -hmm. the same beans, but they've been roasted differently. 
and they taste very, well, they don't taste very different, but, but you can definitely taste a difference. And, and like one's pleasant and one has got, to me, has got a sort of a very distinctive, mm-hmm. unpleasant aftertaste, mm. uh, but one's delicious. And I'm sort of, I've not, so I'm going to be very interested when he, when he releases the information about how he, you know, what he did differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to learn lots of stuff from it. So I'm going to get you signed up on that. Looking forward to that. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy the rest of your evening and I will catch up with you next week. You too. Thank you. Man. Oh, thank God that's done. <laughs> God, I was going nuts. I'm like in and out of place.